0: Yes guys, welcome Hello. to FPL Winners. We are live, it's me and last year's winner of FPL, Ali Yahangarov. Ali, how are you doing mate? Not
1: too bad, not too bad at all. How are you Johnny?
0: I'm very well mate. It was I was delighted to see you at Arsenal. Here you are sporting the new Arsenal third kit um, and you obviously had your trip to London which was your trip for winning FPL. So you've got two games in there, right? That was why you weren't on with me last week. You were at Man United Arsenal.
1: Oh yes, it's been an amazing uh, week, Uh, especially the Manchester United game was just unbelievable, so I couldn't really uh, make it to the stream because I was on the way back, Uh, so I made it safely as you can see, so happy to be back at FPL winners tonight.
0: Excellent mate, I've got some good news, so far so good with our audio. I'm probably speaking a little bit louder than you, but it sounds like we're all good. And if you're listening on podcast, hopefully we are music to your ears this Sunday evening. Or by the time you're listening, perhaps it's Monday morning. But hello to everyone in the chat as well. Good to see g Weir's and Jamie and Mohammed. Uh, thank you, guys. If you've got uh, any want to add to the conversation, please do. We're reading all the comments in the chat as always. But look, today is about identifying the FPL winners of the game week. Now, usually we would do that off the back of a game week. Uh, this week's a little bit different. So we're not going to be analysing the fixtures as we perhaps usually would do on a Sunday night. Next Sunday, we'll be doing that off the back again, week five. Today, we're going to be having a little bit of a recap and a little bit of a debrief because we've got some data now. We've got the first four seasons with the data. So we'll look at some of the XG over and under performers from the scout members area. Um, But we'll also have a look at our bus teams and talk about some of our dilemmas. Ali, how's your start of the season gone? Because 631K... You're, I mean, you're probably only five or ten points ahead of me. I'm on one million. Um, but yeah, you've obviously had a good game week because you're on a green arrow.
1: Yeah, I had a couple of good uh, game weeks and a couple of bad ones. So uh, not sure uh, how it's going to affect the overall beginning of the season because uh, uh, every result is unpredictable. But uh, I'm, I'm happy with, the, uh, with it so far.
0: Nice. And uh Ali, tell us a little bit about your trip to London again, because some are just joining us to go, Ali, we need a vlog. We need a vlog about your trip. So just tell us, what, what did you think of London? Have you been to London before? Was this your first trip?
1: That was my first trip, actually. And uh, it was really amazing. The city itself, uh, a lot of lots of places to see, lots of really good historical places to see, which was absolutely amazing. All the tours in Buckingham Palace, the National History Museum, uh, it was really really uh, nice to be, uh, you know, to actually see it with my own eyes and uh, we've had a, you know, uh, good time with my partner and uh, it was an amazing trip. We've, we've, we've done a lot of walking around, it's a big city and uh, getting around sometimes on the bus, sometimes in the tube, it was... It was really a fun week of uh, London, I'd say.
0: I'm absolutely devastated that I didn't see you. like Because we said, we I knew you were coming with a few days' notice. And I was like, Ali, we can try and make this work. Like, the way my work schedule got in the way that week. And unfortunately, I'm so far out of London, I couldn't just nip in.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I would have loved to see some of the FPL people. But like... Uh, I- in reality like you would say the week is a, is a long time to, but it just uh, f- flew away like nothing it, uh, i felt like it just it was a couple of days but uh, one week just flew by really fast
0: and Ali, just FYI, a few in the chat saying our oh, audio is good in terms of quality, but you might need to just speak up a bit or turn your uh, volume up a tad. I think I'm, mine's all right, but yours is perhaps a bit low. Are you wearing, Ali, the third Arsenal third kit there, the green kit?
1: Yeah, this is a third uh, kit of Arsenal. And it's, uh, it's funny because I didn't like it at first uh, because... I don't know. I've, uh, you always question yourself how how good are the the last year third kit was really nice. The away kit was unbelievable as well. But this year, um, I had my questions about uh, a third kit. But when I tried it on, I I realized I want to mm-hmm. buy it. So it's uh, it's I got I got two. Uh, the first one with the name Ali on on the back of the shirt. Uh, it was a home kit, and uh, and this one it was Saka on the back. So. I really
0: like it. There we go. We'll talk a little bit about Saka later. Jamie uh, in the chat as well. My stuff is there. CH. CH says, if you turn down a, a little bit, Johnny, we can turn everything up to compensate for Ali's audio being low. CH, I promise you, I'm already whispering. And I've moved my mic away. <laughs> but um, of course I tried that. Come on, CH. What did you take me for? Um, guys, little humble brag here. That Arsenal third kit, that green kit, I was at the Arsenal training ground when they were doing their their photos with adidas for all the new kits so about i don't know game week 32 whenever game week 30 i was doing some video content for arsenal you may have seen it on the arsenal youtube channel check it out with georginio smith row and Xhaka, and they were wearing all the new i could see them, all the new training kit which is why the video didn't come out to the end of the season but i also saw the green kit and i saw gabriel jesus and martinelli modeling the yellow one as well And I was like, I was told, you cannot take any photos. You cannot tell anyone. But I remember like, like saying, saying in my head out, like that Arsenal green kit is sensational. I can't wait for people to see that. So I'm delighted to see Ali has bought it. I also, by the way, saw Gabriel Jesus on the angle. We were doing a drill, kicking the ball from the 18 yard line, trying to get top bins. There was cutouts in the goal. We were all missing it. Like obviously the, the pros were getting it in sometimes. Um, Gabriel Jesus, in his socks, tears away from his photo shoot in Martinelli. The ball rolls to him on the angle with his left foot. 30 yards out from the angle, and he sticks it top bin. I couldn't, through the little hole in the goal. I couldn't believe my eyes. There, I was watching Jorginho, Smithrow and Xhaka miss loads from the 18-yard line with trainers on. This is barefoot, just socks on. just. And I was like, Ah, oh, Jesus, you are an absolute baller. And we've had a question in the chat. Um, what, what, what's our thoughts on Gabriel Jesus if we think he's back game week five Ali would you be are you looking at Arsenal attack outside of Saka and if so is Jesus on your radar
1: I'm currently tripled up on uh, Arsenal uh, with Martinelli Saka and uh, let me put up my uh, oh yeah go on. Team at the moment. just a second
0: of course you didn't sell Martinelli ahead of you watching him twice
1: oh yes Of course, and uh, I knew the uh, Everton game is, looking at that Everton defense is just, you know, I cannot sell one of my favorite FPL assets coming into this game week. And uh, so I have uh, basically triple Arsenal with Saliba, Martinelli and Saka. And I was really considering uh, Gabriel Jesus because watching that United game and I was at the back of that goal when he scored and uh, as soon as he came on, he was really dangerous on the wings and uh, as well, attacking, creating, you know, being really tricky, hard to deal with. And uh, Gabriel Jesus is really, really, uh, I'd say, um, interesting uh, option because at the moment with Nicholas Jackson up front, I'm not sure if I want to make a transfer uh, ahead of the Bournemouth game away, even though he's... Uh, You know, his XG data is uh, fairly good, even though he didn't really convert all of the chances he was uh, given. So um, I think I will, I don't have a striker spot right now with all the double game weeks coming in. And uh, with Morris hype, I think uh, (laughs) uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, is a, it's a little bit early for him to be considered, so.
0: Ali, your bus team—I mean, it looks good—and there's a lot of similarities between our between our teams. I, uh, before I ask you the actual question, give me a yes or no on this: Are you considering bringing in Son game week five?
1: The only uh, possible way to get Son is selling Martinelli. Well, yeah, this no or hits.
0: or Foden, right? Could you sell Foden to get to Son?
1: Nah, I'm like point four uh, million short. Okay, well, you
0: could, sell, you could sell Rashford to get to Son, though.
1: Oh, yeah, I could sell at Rashford. But I'm not sure I want to sell Rashford ahead of those uh, good fixtures. Even a lot of people are doubled up on Manchester United attack with Bruno and Rashford sitting there. And I cannot really, you know, uh, go in there without any of the attacking assets.
0: Can't you to get Son, who plays Sheffield United? Because I'm looking at maybe making that move. And yeah. I would have to sell... Like you, I would have to sell Foden, Saka or Rashford. Now, I ain't selling Saka, neither are you. He's on the back of your shirt. But I could sell Rashford or Foden. Like, what's your take there? Would Do you think you'll make that son move in?
1: The fact that uh, I'm already doubled up on Spurs with the doggy and Madison. I think uh, I'm a little bit safe there. But if I want to push, uh, I'm not considering selling Rashford, to be honest. Maybe Foden for a hit and changing one of the uh maybe defenders. But um, I think for a hit and Captain and Son is a really uh interesting option but I'm not selling any of the Rashford, Martinelli, Saka or Madison. So uh it just um it just I don't know. Son Son has done wonders last game week and he's a streaky player. I think uh it's it's that time of the season when you get uh, a few uh, FPL options, s- start fi- firing and uh, the, the, the run goes usually for five or six game weeks and you don't want to miss uh, out on any of those. So I think Son uh, it depends on international break as well. If, if he's still fit, if my team is uh, looking okay, I'm, it's I don't have a middle... Uh, golden middle ground. I'll either take a hit or roll. So <laughs> I can't. I can't really sell uh, Martinelli for Son.
0: Who would your hit be for to get Son in? Would it be to hit Foden out?
1: Yes, I think I'll yeah. get rid of Foden, and uh, I might um, maybe get rid of Estupinian.
0: Mm, okay um guys by the way do check out the scout members area if you haven't already you like, i'm sure many of you are fans of scout you're obviously watching scout on youtube if you haven't considered the members area it is awesome and it's, it's it's not much for a ton of data i spent some time in the members area this morning and i look back on all of the i think the last five or six seasons from son he overperforms his xg every single season He's never underperformed it. He's Every season he's been at Spurs, he's overperformed his XG. How mental is that? Um, so, yeah, got a lot of time for Son. I was just looking at him because I, obviously I want to bring him in this week. But I was thinking to bring him in, I've got to make a compromise, as as, as Ali has. At the moment, it's between Rashford or Foden. I can sell either in a straight swap without a hit. I've got money in the bank. Um, I think I'm favouring selling Rashford. You know you know I lo- I love Foden as well Ali, but it is dangerous selling Rashford because Brighton at home is a good fixture isn't it for Man United.
1: Oh yes, it is a good fixture. I mean any game at Old Trafford is is a good fixture for Man United, but I'm not sure uh whether the outside pitch uh disturbance will, you know, some kind of affect the performances on the pitch because the situation with Sancho and Anthony at the moment, we've heard that he will be he will not be available for for a couple of weeks until he gets all his uh, you know personal issues resolved. But um, I think uh, with Manchester United, I'm really at uh, this game week, uh, I really want to look at uh, Rasmus Hoyland because he looked really lively mm. against Arsenal. So this is uh, one of the big... I'm highly considering him for the uh, uh, next game week because uh, this game week will be uh, just a wait and watch and uh, see how he performs. But starting with game week six, I think uh, he could be a really good differential.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there on on Hoyland. Uh, Good little cameo against against Arsenal. Um, Let's have a look at my bus team next up. Ali. Oh no, this is mine. Yeah. So it is yours, look, yeah. You know, our teams are so similar. Um, our midfields are so similar and our, we've got the same attacking too. Yeah. Our attacking seven players that we start each week. There's only one difference. I've got Matoma and you've got Martinelli. Um, but then, yeah, and we've both got Turner, uh, both got Stupinan, both got Chilwell. So yeah, Gavardio and Colwell are two differences. Um, I'm going to be bringing in Son. I'm going to be bringing in Son this week. I just don't know who for. And it'll be a straight swap. I could sell. I can't quite go Matoma to Son. So he. I'm about 0.2, 0.3 short. But it'll be Foden or Rashford for me. Um, so yeah, I'm well set. What about captaincy this week, Ali? I was going to ask I, the
1: same. Because uh, like... you went
0: against Haaland, didn't you? Game week one. And you've said it a lot. Last season, you went against Haaland quite a bit, especially when he was away from home, when one of your home players is a great fixture. If you take a four-point hit to get Son in... I think you'll be doing that to captain him.
1: I, you're right there because um, there's only one way to. Uh, I'm not sure if Madison has a high enough ceiling with uh, with Son no. playing number nine because he will be creating and uh, scoring five goals against. Uh, was it Burnley away? Uh, he was only involved in one of them. I'm not saying this will be the case every game week, but at least he had a. He had scored one uh, one goal in the game but having son playing as a number 9 i think um most of the points will be just you know uh taken by son and uh, it's he's a really really viable captaincy options because Holland playing away at west ham united um you never know with holland he could you know <laughs> end up scoring three or four goals in a, against a good opposition as well but west ham are you know a low block team with defense really deep and uh, they could even uh, you know hurt city on the counter and uh, as well as on the set piece because james was, ward prowse came into a team already good on set pieces with the uh, physical defenders scoring headers right, left, and center, so I think um, City will, you know, uh, have a tough game, um, and that's that's a good opportunity to bet against him and, uh, you know, attacking Spurs team against Sheffield United at home. If Son plays as a number nine, I think there's a really good potential of. Uh, hole there. So I, I think if I bring him in for a minus four, I, uh, I might as well just captain him.
0: I've read the book, mate. I know I, <laughs> I, I know your gameplay and look, I'm, I'd be the same. Uh, for those of you that can't get to Son that will only get to him with a minus four, for me those minus fours are so much more worth it if you're bringing him into captain. I'm 50-50 on who I'm going to captain this week. Um, I, like, I, don't, I like West Ham defensively at home. I always have done under Moyes. I can't see Haaland going Big, big, but Harlan can go big, big against any opposition. We know that. But if you're playing the fixture, well, again, I was looking at attempts in the scout members' area earlier. Top for attempts this season is Brighton. Second for attempts is Spurs. Um, I think Man City were third. Um, Expected goals conceded. Again, Sheffield United, I think, were bottom three. They were third, bottom, maybe 18th. You can spin the narrative how you want, right? We always do. We tend to be it. It's a very brave call to go against Haaland so early because it feels, at times, suicidal when you do that, especially when you're doing it with a player who hasn't been brilliant last season or even game week one, two and three this. But in the number nine, we feel like we can back Son. But then that does also beg the question, is it a guaranteed banker that Son starts number nine again? It should be, like... If I was a better man, I'd say Son's going to play nine again. And actually, the front three shouldn't change. We should see Solomon and we should see Kulu. But if Rashardson came back in, I wouldn't be gobsmacked. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be gobsmacked.
1: I think it's just a guessing game at the moment because uh, you don't know how Sheffield United will be setting up against a good attacking team. I think they might just uh, bank on their contra-attacks because... Uh, they will sit deep, otherwise, uh, you know, we know what happened to Burnley, who tried to play a decent style of football, attacking, and uh, I think company's team try to go toe-to-toe with, uh, with a better quality team as well. And um, they, they just really, uh, I'm not sure it will be the case uh, at Sheffield United, because they've shown that they can uh, defend fairly well against City, in that game, because um, I don't remember, I'm not sure if I watched that game, but I don't remember having City having lots of chances to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a penalty that Holland missed, uh, and they've uh, nicked it in the end. So it's it's not it's not a given, but it's just a you know uh, guessing game with how Spurs looking at the moment going forward. Uh, I think they're uh, it's 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 a good you know you you never know, but uh, it's a good shout.
0: There will be some that worry and spin the narrative of Sheffield United will go to Spurs with a low block, and Son relies, you know, on fastball over the top, and a deep line won't suit him. And Sheffield and Burnley played such a high line, and Burnley was away from home, therefore it suits Son. If Spurs score early, <laughs> Sheffield United won't be playing a deep block and won't be the deepest defence. Like, if there's an early goal, which there very much could be, it could be a route. Under and Postacoglu, this team is dynamic, it finds ways it creates chances and it shoots on sight. So yeah, I'm very it's, tempted.
1: It could be weird coming out from the Arsenal fan but uh, Spurs mm-hmm. team is completely different this year because they have different routes to uh, a goal, they play a different style of football. Madison has made them completely a different team because they have a threat from uh, the middle of the park and uh, the Fullbacks, bombing forward, Udogi is you know looking really uh, decent, as well as Poro has a goal goal threat as well. So it's 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 hard to uh, you know overlook Spurs assets because they've been attacking from all over the bar, all, you know all over the pitch, and uh, I think uh, it's it's one of those that. I don't like watching them uh, play play well, but at the same time, I'm I'm excited for Spurs fans because uh, you know they've been really struggling with uh, defending-minded um, coaches, uh, managers, and uh, good football wasn't really there.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's move on, Ali, and talk about some of the over and under expected performers, because this is an asset, We this is a a, a stat we, we like, and it, it, it's a good discussion point. So um, yeah, hit us with your, uh, your first grab, Addy, of either the overs or the unders. And if you can turn your mic up a tad, according to the chat.
1: Okay. Um, it's underachievers at the moment. So uh, let's talk about them. So Jackson is uh, number one in that list uh i think the xg numbers are overall for first four uh, game weeks i believe yes um, first four yeah so he's got a lot of chances his xg is 3.03 and uh he's only scored one goal so it's 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 tough because the xg data is really um he's done well for a team to be honest like he's uh his overall gameplay is not too bad. Watching him, like he looks like a useful player. He's bringing in others to play, and uh, he's. I like him as a player, but the, his attacking stats are not there. And uh, we need FPL points. We we don't need him, uh, you know, <laughs> being a good player for Chelsea. We need goals. We need assists, and uh, he's topping the underachievers chart chart at the moment. The number two is Watkins. Uh, I think we've uh, expected a lot more from him uh, the first couple of game weeks, even in easy fixtures. I think he's still doing great for a team. It's the same case, but uh, he's he's not on penalties. We know that. Uh, It really reduces the, uh, you know, uh, his attractiveness as as an FPL asset, but uh, he's still a good player, and uh, the the points are well spread in Aston Villa team at the moment, even though they had a bad two game weeks against uh, Liverpool, and uh, was it Newcastle that really... Uh, yeah, it has the a, game it. Yeah, so two of the games, uh, you know, Unai Emery had, uh, you know, a couple of bad performances when he was, uh, you know, managing Arsenal as well. There are some teams that are not really... Suited uh, to play against for Unai Emery system, and I think uh, sometimes those results will come when it's just not clicking and they will just concede three or four. And uh, so, one of those days, but going forward, I think Aston Villa has enough in their locker just to you know blow some of the teams away. And um, you want to go on with, uh, with other underachievers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, someone asked in the chat, where can we get this data? This is obviously from the scout members area. Of course it is. And if you're not a member, then this is stuff you, you get, which is really useful. We're going to talk about the overachievers in a minute. I've seen some mentions of Darwin in the chat. We'll get there. But I mean, the first two are the most topical, Jackson and Watkins, because these are guys that are highly owned. Like These are guys we, we own in FPL. A lot of these, like we don't need to talk about Mope and Neto and Fabio Silva, because they're simply just not going to be in your teams anytime soon. Um, Watkins is interesting for the, the the main reason for me why Watkins is so interesting is Diaby is going to be on the next list we show in a minute we won't show it yet but in the overachievers Diaby features and if we're going to buy an Aston Villa attacker why spend 8 million on Watkins when Diaby is 6.5 and they're producing similar output and one is overachieving actually one is under but you might go yeah well 90 minute appeal well they're both going to get eight, 70, 80 minutes plus it It's as most games. Um, You might go, oh, penalties. Well, Watkins doesn't have penalties anymore. And then you go, you get an extra point for a goal and a clean sheet as a midfielder anyway. Like, the RB over Watkins is such an easy decision for me when I move towards the Aston Villa attack now. Um, And Jackson, yeah, we've been unlucky owners, but keep the faith. The old cliche of, all you're getting the chances. Guys, if you're enjoying the stream, by the way, please hit the like button. Pretty disheartened to see only 25 of you have hit that like button. Come on. Um... I mean, Bruno's interested in it here, Ali. Like Bruno owners can really count themselves unlucky, can't they? Like two point oh seven is his xG. He scored one goal. I remember a point blank headery he miss, which was probably responsible for about point point six point seven of that xG.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think the uh, the most of that xG is was accumulated during the Spurs game because uh, against Wolves at home he didn't really do much against Arsenal as well. Uh, two or three of those games, uh, Bruno was really poor. Uh, but he delivered points against Forrest at home, uh, which was the game week that I kept him in. And uh, I think that was the most... Uh, those two games he, he really affected the, the high XG.
0: Mm, yeah, they did. Would you reckon with... If Anthony isn't around, Man United fans are perhaps saying, could see Bruno playing on the right? If we see bruno on the right he's in the front three he's a much better fpl asset i think um and it'll be really interesting to see if he plays bruno out on the right because we know when the midfield are all fit at times when anthony has gone off in a game bruno will go and play the last 20 minutes on the right will hug start him on the right you knowing he's already a midfielder down in mason mount or will he feel like he needs bruno's presence in the middle now, they have signed Amrabat, who could be available game week five. I don't think we know the answer to that. But Tomane is still scoring goals for Scotland. Could he come in? Um, what's your take there, Ali? Because Palestri could play on the right, or we could see Rashford on the right and Garnacho playing on the left. Like there, There's a world in which that happens. And if Rashford's playing on the right, again, an easier sell for me.
1: I think uh, the game in the middle of the park will be really important against Brighton. Yeah, good point. It's it's. You need Bruno there, don't you? yeah. You need Bruno right there because on the flank, mm. uh, they usually the wingers are doing a lot of the their work on the uh, flank, on the wings because it's a it's a you know uh, energy consuming position. You have to just run back and forth, but in the middle, uh, you really have the control. The importance of keeping the ball, and Bruno is one of those guys that. Really can control the tempo of the game, and I think he will be uh, deployed in the middle of the park. But uh, as you said, Garnacho played well uh, when he when he started, even off the bench as well. Garnacho could easily play on the left, and Rashford on the right. He's played there quite some time, and Hoyland, uh, I think he's started for the Denmark uh, as well. So. Um, I'm pretty sure the uh, Hoyland will get a start against Brighton because he was really uh, good against Arsenal in his little short ca- cameo, and uh, Rashford will play. I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, but I reckon he will play on the right. Hmm.
0: It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I know there's Man United fans going, "Oh, pelestri has got to come in." I don't think Pelestri's going to be a starter. We know Ten Hag in game week five I don't think he'll be a style we know 10 Hag is willing to start going out show he obviously didn't impress but we could see him come in so yeah let's monitor that one closely guys so that the xg achievers overachievers just keep your eyes on no I don't I, I'm not going to say it I'm not going to say it I was going to say keep your eyes on Pedro Neto because I've got a soft spot for him but no let's let's just go this list Jackson, Watkins, Bruno are the main FPL assets. But let's have a look at the overachievers because here there's some FPL assets of of interest here, starting Ali, I think, with Darwin Nunes, who looked amazing for Uruguay um, again the other night. Um, Two assists last time out, two goals before that. I still don't know if he's absolutely nailed, but get one or two more starts on on the bounce in the Premier League, and I think we can safely say Darwin Nunes is back on our FPL radar again.
1: I think Klopp likes to uh, change the system depending on the opposition. And I'm not sure. They have too much quality up front with Jota, with uh, Gakpo, with uh, Darwin himself. I think they will be rotated. And uh, I'm not sure with Darwin. I love him as an FPL asset because uh, even if he comes off the bench, I think he could easily score one or two against the really tired legs of the opposition. But... um, I'm not sure about Liverpool, even though they haven't really, uh, you know, done anything bad or, you know, had really poor games. I think they're just uh, too prone to rotation. With uh, There are too many good options and I can't really, uh, with FPL we need nailed, uh, stable and uh, consistent options to deliver points. So uh, I like him as a player, honestly, uh, but I'm not sure I can uh, make a spot for him in my team at the moment. It's tough. Maybe from game week eight or nine when their fixture turn, I think I'll consider him or Luis Diaz instead of bringing in highly uh, you know, expensive Mo Salah.
0: Yeah, I think I think I might be there. Trent's also of interest. For those as well that are maybe looking at a game week nine wildcard, there's a good swing there for Liverpool. And yeah, apologies, Darwin isn't on this list. This is the overachievers from the first four game weeks. If you just look at the overachievers from game week four, then Darwin is top of that list. Um, or maybe game week three. Uh, that was when I think he scored the two goals. But look, top of this list, there is definite FPL interest in Son. We spoke about him earlier. Evan Ferguson, I think, has got perhaps an injury or flag, mm-hmm. so we need to wait and hear more. Haaland, as always, is overperforming. But Solly March as well. I, mean, I know Brighton have got tough fixtures, but knowing they shoot more than everyone else, they accumulate great XG. Solly March has flown massively under the radar, hasn't he?
1: Yes, absolutely. I was uh, When I went without Mitoma and, and Bomo, I think I was really thinking to bring in March. But uh, you know, Foden and and Madison just uh, you know was really good enough for me to uh, not to look elsewhere because uh, Brighton fixtures were turning really bad, and uh, I think his points really uh, you know uh, reduced after the second or third game week. He scored in, in the sec- in the first game. The second, I think, in the third. I'm not sure, but March, I was really considering him because I got, uh, before I got Madison. Now, I think I'll just wait until their, you know, for game week run just ends and then maybe consider because they with the Europe in play, I think they will be rotating and I want to see more of the uh, uh, players that are, you know, nailed in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, I think I'm right. I think I'm with you there. And even Evan Ferguson, top of the charts here. My only concern with Evan Ferguson, even if when he's fit is with European football, to Zerbi is going to rotate those attacking spots. And I think from all the attacking spots, those that will get the most minutes are March and Matoma. Certainly Matoma. I mean Ansu Fati could come in and steal some of March's minutes, sure. But the number nine and ten, even with injuries to the likes of Enciso, you could see Lalana playing with Welbeck. You could see Welbeck playing with Ferguson. You could you could see a variety. You know, Pascal Gross, if needed, can step into a number ten role. Um, there's still various combinations there. Um, I think the, Fatty could play central. You never know.
1: The only position Pascal Gross didn't play, I think, it's a goalie because he's he's played <laughs> all over the pitch and he's done quite well in every every yeah. position because he's. Great it, player. Yeah, he's a great player. He's, he's actually played for Germany as well. Uh he got oh, a has call. He,
0: has he got a cap, has he? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Ha, he got a call recently. I'm not oh, sure if he got any minutes, but uh, he got a call up uh for the national team. Um, oh I love that. He mate he made his debut
0: for Germany against yeah. Japan. The other well deserved, I must say. Yeah, last night he made his debut. He's he's thirty two years old, so to still be called up at thirty two. Fair play um delighted for him
1: imagine what what it means to a player that to get a call up at 32
0: yeah that's crazy that is that's is crazy it's for a team like germany as well like yeah he played for the under 18s and 90s and 20s, so fair play and this, anyone th- else go on, go on and this 10s.
1: this says how much uh, brighton has come as a team because uh, you know, the uh, majority of their team is just is selecting for their national teams as well. And they're playing in a, uh, for, good, for good teams, I must say. And uh, this just says that uh, in fair play to Brighton as well. Their players are, have done uh, really well to deserve that.
0: Yeah, for podcast listeners, other names on this list we've not discussed. Um uh, Huang at Wolves uh, Romero as a defender Awanee at Forrest has had a great end to last season and start to this Diaby as mentioned and Foster at Burnley as well but final thoughts from you Ali um, in terms of your likely transfers you mentioned there's a world in which you roll or there's a world in which you take a minus four do you think as the weeks go on son, or as the days go on this week sorry Son will become more of a factor. Like, if I was to ask you, what's the percentage chance you're going to captain Haaland this week? Are you, like, 60-70% likely? Or are you completely like me at 50-50? I'm
1: not over 50, to be honest. I'm not sure with Haaland. Um, just because the the other players have good fixtures as well. I'm not sure West Ham away is a good fixture for Haaland.
0: Mm, well, I mean, would you... I know Saka, I know what you're like with captaincy. You like a home. If yeah. Saka was at home to Everton, I think you'd probably go there, wouldn't you? But with Saka being away at Everton, does that does that fixture appeal to you in terms of captaincy then, or not?
1: Uh, the Everton in, in the last couple of seasons, Everton away wasn't absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, it was a game we really we lost points. I think last mm-hmm. two two years at Goodison Park, and. We lost the games. We didn't lose points. We lost the two games of the last seasons. And uh, I think uh, Arteta will be really keen on getting the revenge because there is a narrative uh, in the fan base that we're not good against Everton away, even though we always blow them away at home. But uh, they're good at Park. And um, I think we should be winning that game 3-0, 4-0. Um. Uh, so otherwise, I wouldn't. I would be just selling Martinelli and getting some instead. So I'm back in my Arsenal guys again, and I think uh, I think they'll do good this game week. I, I'm not sure if I I'm ready to captain one of one of them because of the away, away game, but uh, I'll be considering captaining one of the Spurs uh, players. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and look, we hope and we think it will be Son on penalties. He's, of course, the captain. If he's not on the pitch, then it could be Madison. Uh, I think we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it with Shakel Goblin in the chat, who said it'll be a last-minute Tarkovsky header. Uh, I love that. And yeah, maybe for all those Saliba owners that have got so many points already can can maybe have some, some, some more blanks. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Ali and I are going to be doing this every Sunday, guys. So if you like the idea of this, then support it by hitting that Like button because we need to know that this stream works. So if there's good engagement, if the numbers are good, obviously for Fantasy Football Scout, but if you're hitting the like button as well, that also uh, adds to the the chances of us continuing the stream throughout the season. So Ali's been off for a couple of weeks. I may have one or two weeks where I miss, but for the next couple, we'll definitely be together. So do tune in next Sunday. But for now, he's been Ali, I've been Jani, and we've been Fantasy Football Scout.
1: Thank you, guys.